Hi, welcome to episode 6 of the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. Just as a disclaimer, these are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I am just a lonely man talking to himself by himself in his room. Uh, do not listen to my advice. Uh, I'm just a heretic from the future wearing a tinfoil hat. That is all. Thank you. Thank you. And just as a side note here, I've been feeling a little bit under the weather this weekend. I think I finally caught the flu that everyone's been catching. Um, so if my voice sounds extra nasally this episode, now you know why. Please excuse it. I'll feel better next week. And enjoy. All right, weekly plays. We have a lot of content in this section this week, so let's just dive into it. Um, I'm going to be looking at selling gold puts, and that's because last Friday, Donald Trump uh, imposed more tariffs on China, which decreases the economic outlook. Uh, just across the entire economy and so that leads to economic uncertainty which leads to gold rising uh, if you haven't listened to that gold podcast uh, it's episode five it was the last episode go and give that a listen if you want a little bit of uh, you know some backstory on how gold relates to the market but this week I'm gonna be looking at selling long dated gold puts as well as some short-term ones um, I don't know quite when I'm going to enter them I'll probably go wait until the market shakes out for the first 30 minutes uh, but we'll see where that um, where that get, leads to. Moving quickly along here, I believe that Disney has been beaten down too much, too fast. So I'll be selling Disney puts on that thesis. Um, you know, with Disney Plus coming out and its fair P&E ratio and good dividend, I think investors will see Disney's value um, in the short term with all the Disney Plus announcements. Uh, as well as its long-term value with its, again, P&E being low and dividend percentage. Disney was brought up to my attention from this uh, recent tweet from Discussing Film. Uh, they quote, Disney Plus will launch with over 500 films and 7,000 TV episodes, and content will be downloadable. Each account can have seven profiles and stream on four devices simultaneously. Some titles on Disney Plus may include bonus features such as deleted scenes. So that's great. Right? I mean, so taking a look at it, it's obviously a Netflix competitor. You see Netflix and its peony. It's absurdly high. It's starting to correct now. Everyone's finally seeing that, you know, perhaps that Netflix was this tiny, teeny bubble. But now that you look at a entertainment brand like Disney that's been in the market for, you know, decades, um, they have their own park. They have a brand like right they have a brand when you say disney you think of mickey you think of all these different characters that you grew up with netflix doesn't quite have that right they're trying to turn into this entertainment industry uh type business with its original content but it's a little bit too late or you know maybe if they grow into it maybe i'll be eating my words but disney has the brand disney has the names Everyone will be flocking to Disney to pick up this content. You can imagine moms and dads will be picking up this content for their iPads, for their kids to watch. It seems like the perfect streaming platform uh, for everyone. You know, there's National Geographic on here. There's superhero movies, Star Wars. We're all nerds. Dads are all nerds. Moms are all nerds. Uh, Really, Disney just captures the entire audience or the entire, like, world demographic. Um, It's going to be a powerful platform. 
you know, something that caught my attention was that last part where it said, you know, some titles on Disney Plus may include bonus features such as deleted scenes. Like, face value, you know, when you hear that, you're thinking like, wow, they're really getting away with, like, charging people extra for just some deleted scenes. But remember that Disney released, you know, that second Endgame, Avengers Endgame a movie with extra content and that got bought up like like no other so there's absolutely value in adding these special deleted scenes to attract uh, people that would have otherwise decided not to get it Disney Plus has a lot going for it I'm super bullish on Disney um, but you know with macro trends like this economic trade war that's ha happening you know I don't quite know how Disney's gonna be affected by that in the long run but in the short term, uh, you know, Disney is definitely one of my picks to um, invest on this, you know, possible downtrend that's going to be happening. Whew, I told you there's a lot in this weekly play section uh, this episode. I'm not even done. This part is the best part. This part is the part you guys were all listening for. If you don't know about it, now you know about it. This stuff is selling off the shelf. No, I'm not talking about White Claw. I'm not talking about Truly. I'm talking about Popeye's chicken sandwiches. These things are selling like hotcakes. You go to any Popeye's, you try to get one tomorrow, or like, you know, when you're listening on this Monday drive, if you tried to get one before work today, you might have a chance of getting one you go during your lunch break you will not get one let that be a testament to this statement i think that you know qsr which is the stock ticker that uh you know acquired popeyes so popeyes is a uh, company acquired by restaurant brands international stock ticker qsr in the new york stock exchange I think QSR is going to see a modest bump this week off of this hype. I don't know if that bump is going to happen like, you know, tomorrow, Tuesday, or Wednesday, but it's going to happen. There's just too much hype happening over this chicken sandwich to not affect the stock. Um, you know, it's this same thing happened with White Claw and, you know, that, that parent company. Ooh, I actually take that back. So that was actually truly... You know, Truly is also kind of like White Claw, except less marketed and less cool. But so Boston Beer Company, the owner of Truly, uh, you know, with this massive hype behind Alcoholic Spritzer, uh, Boston Beer Company has, you know, gone out like off the roof. So I expect something similar to happen with Popeye's Chicken Sandwich with QSR. Don't quite know when it will happen, but I'll be selling puts. Um, you know, it's. I also see uh, just a quick Google search right now here saying that Popeyes is pretty recession-proof because when you're having a bad day in the market, nothing gets you up better than a chicken sandwich and a Diet Coke. Well, maybe the Diet Coke is just a self-preference, but damn. And we're still not done with the weekly plays. Uh, I'm super glad I got to do this episode. I was feeling super under the weather, but... I'm enjoying every single second of this. Uh, this week, we got more earnings reports, um, but the only notable ones, or by notable, I mean the companies that like stand out to me uh, are Best Buy before open on Thursday because, you know, retail has been going up um, and Dollar General as well as Dollar Tree. Um, you know, those are all practically retail so that, you know, you keep your eyes on that on Thursday. But after close on Thursday is Ulta, which is 
perfect material for today's topic and perfect segue. Alta is a beauty company um, that holds, uh, that's like basically a store where, you know, girls and, you know, I'm not going to judge, guys go in and buy makeup from all these makeup brands. Um, so it's a giant supermarket of makeup. And I know if there's girls. If there's girls listening, they're like cringing at me saying it's a supermarket. <laughs> but guys, that's what it basically is. You go in and you like, you, you like, you buy, you like test your favorite makeup. You put it in like a, like a bag and you like check out. Um, but yeah, so that's after close on Thursday. So that about wraps up for the weekly plays. Moving on to the new ThetaGain.com website updates. Um, this week, I don't got anything for you guys. Uh, I've been replying to some question emails from fans, but other than that, you know, I got super busy during the week and I got sick near the end of the week. I'm finding a flu right now that I believe has been going around the office and as well as around my friends. So yeah, I mean, just be careful of this flu that's going around. It sucks. I'm probably gonna miss work tomorrow because of this, but it's all good in the hood. And, uh, yeah, you know, recording this podcast does make me feel a little bit better. But I know as soon as I upload this and hit the hay, uh, my head's going to start throbbing. But thank you guys for being my motivation to uh, do something today. (laughs) So that's nice. Uh, Let's move on to today's topic. Oh, real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, So the new website updates uh, by next week, when you know, when I finally do feel better, I want to make sure that it's easier to see other people on the website or like to at least engage with them. Uh, Right now, we don't have the user base (laughs) to support, uh, you know, 8,000 different stock tickers. So I'm going to make the front page uh, the place where we all interact with each other. Because I feel like we have a lot of ideas to share, and that we're all smart, we're all loving, we all, we all love each other. So I'm gonna go ahead and work on that this week. So you can expect a cool way to show off your flair to everyone, and as well as engage with everyone uh, next week. Thank you. All right. Uh, so today's topic, huge. I love this topic. I'm all about it. Uh, I was gonna talk about tariffs uh, because of Trump's tweet last Friday. Although that would be contextual, I feel like that's too much FUD. And if you don't know what FUD is, it's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Like, I don't want to just spread what CNBC and all these companies are spreading. Because uh, you're going to be bombarded by that probably <laughs> on your way to work. So in light of that, uh, I want to talk to you guys about a paper that Morgan Stanley wrote titled, The Rise of the she Economy." The Rise of the she Economy is a 35-page study uh, published by Morgan Stanley. They use statistics from the Census Bureau and retail reports from big retail conglomerates like Lululemon uh, and etc. But in a nutshell, uh, just to save you guys from reading a 35-page study, um, there's a few statistics scattered throughout, uh, but they give uh, insights on what these statistics can mean Uh, for the long-term trend of these retail stocks. So I took the liberty to help you guys uh, and pick out my favorite facts and my favorite points that this paper makes um, so that you guys don't have to read a whole 35-page study. You can just, you know, just hear it in the car and make your choices when you get out the car. Um, So 
diving in, and this is not in importance of priority or anything. These are just said in you know the order I wrote them down. But jumping in, right now, uh, 41% of prime working age women, 25 to 44, are single. And of course, boyfriends don't count here because boyfriends are not on taxes. But in 2030, so that is in 10, 10 or so years, um, that number is supposed to be around 45%. So that means in about 10 years, um, the prime age, <laughs> prime working age of women, 25 to 44, that population will grow by 4%. Now you're probably thinking, uh, Junie, duh, there's just more people that get born every year, duh, there's going to be more single women, duh. But there's another statistic in here. Again, this is from the Census Bureau, or at least calculated from the Census Bureau. And the total single woman population will grow 1.2% every year at this current rate. And that is absolutely bonkers because the growth rate of the U.S. is 0.8%. Take, like, just take a moment to really think about that. So the total single woman population grows at 1.2% and the growth rate of the entire nation that includes boys, girls, men, women, I mean everybody by 0.8%. So just the number the sheer number of single woman population the single woman population growing this fast uh, is unheard of and this is actually the first time it's really ever happening. And that's due to, of course, cultural factors and all these good things happening for women's rights uh, and uh, etc. Not trying to go into that into this episode, but this should not be taken lightly. This is huge. This is a plus. Uh huh. Yeah. Just as a side note, Morgan Stanley also calculates from the Census Bureau that single women by 2030 will outpace the married woman population. So that means essentially that women are getting married less often and in fact they're also choosing to never get married or you know maybe more or less that's the choice but um, yeah women are getting in general just married less often and so that includes them having a larger spending budget amongst themselves to spend on things that they want more or less with kids or husbands or you know you don't quite need to think about as much if you're single. This goes for guys and girls, but um, talking about girls specifically here, if girls uh, don't have money to spend on you know, a family, maybe they have more leisure money to spend on experiences, and in this case, retail. I also don't want to like categorize anybody that listens to this show. If you don't spend money at you know at these retail stores, or you know you you just love saving money, then obviously this report isn't talking about you. But in retail reports that these uh, retailers are reporting, <laughs> that's funny to say. Um, uh, you know, there's numbers backing these claims. So th this is not coming from an opinion. Rather, this is coming from the 35-page paper that Morgan Stanley put out or published. And uh, the next fact being uh, the report shows single women outspend the average household member in fashion, restaurants, and personal care products. And that just goes by the fact that, hey, you know, if you don't have a family to worry about, then maybe you have a little bit more money to spend on 
food or you know handbags or you know some makeup all of which you don't have to worry about like any college fund and you know you're probably thinking about the other side well what about dudes well we spend money on different things but that's not what this uh, article is talking about or this paper is talking about and rather if you're thinking about the other side of the case or you know single males choosing not to get married well that's have that has already been a thing <laughs> ugly boys have been on that side forever <laughs> but it is just now that like you know all these new women are joining the workforce getting paid more equally maybe not as equal I, i'm not trying to pick sides on the wage gap argument here but you know all these women are making more money choosing to stay uh single longer or single forever and that population is growing faster than single male population because single male population has just always been high because we lonely boys because we like to stay home in our boxers and not go out to the club and 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 i miss you and <laughs> so again with that out of the way um single males population has always been high this article is talking about females and how the single woman population is ever growing uh let's look into specific stock ticker symbols here or specific stocks we got nike and lulu reporting that more than 70 percent of their sales are from women um and uh, tj maxx marshalls and ross also report that they have a 60 percent majority of sales from women so women dominate nike lulu tj maxx marshalls and ross so these are also great picks um to uh you know add to your portfolio if you're looking to hedge uh with this growth thesis in mind so moving into foods chipotle and starbucks also have more than half of their sales represented from women um, and that's because it's seen as a healthier alternative to their fast food competitors and to close on the food statement uh, morgan stanley says that these women dominant trends in retail should remain an advantage as single women increase spending power you know it's kind of hard to not objectively see this as like a pretty sexist article right like if this especially if this was written by a dude i can imagine women getting you know kind of offended by you know being categorized but realistically this is how all retail sees you you are just a data number on a receipt and that includes guys right like we're all just data numbers on a receipt we all fit into a category none of us are snowflakes we're not all unique here but uh power to whoever had the you know the machismo to uh publish this paper with their name because this is kind of a scary article to uh, put out but uh given that uh thankful for their bravery uh going on to the next point um single women spend more on personal care products than households of average of 2.58 people so that's that's kind of crazy right so given a household you can have a household with a boyfriend girlfriend but if you compare a single woman to this boyfriend girlfriend combo um and maybe you know 58 the 0.58 you count as a kid uh then you know on average a single woman will spend more than a boyfriend girlfriend and their kid you know it granted you know that they have a kid without getting married and 
all that jazz. But that that's that's the case, right? Or that's the probable case that this is saying. Or, you know, maybe there is a mom, dad, and a daughter. Or maybe dad, daughter's son. Single, what I'm trying to say is single women spend more money on personal care than more than one person would in any other household in fact they spend more money than two people in any other household which is nuts that this kind of trend in retail or any sort of like consumer powered uh you know data point just doesn't exist for like anything else and that's why you know you see ulta beauty products stock go um like insanely up and anything to do with personal care really has just been going off off the roof and wrapping up this paper here last point beauty products will likely see the biggest boosts in demand as gen z and if you don't know what gen z is as people that are born 1995 to 2010 um, biggest boost in demand will grow as gen z grows into their prime spending years what does growing into prime spending years mean that means you know as girls are younger bigger corporations maybe such as alta or sephora will target them with kylie or with all these you know big influencers to make them buy their product or at least be aware of their products so that you know when they first get their minimum wage job or when they uh you know grow up and get that you know full-time job that they are very aware of what is cool what is hip like this isn't new this is all very much like related to like how disney operates and how um you know just toys or you know big companies work where when i say toys i mean like cars so like when you're younger you want to be or, or big companies want you to be exposed to their brands so that when you do make money when you finally make money you just spend money on them so uh beauty products again will likely see the biggest boosts in demand as gen z grows into prime spending years all right, and so that is a 35-page study for you to digest in your morning commute in like 10 minutes. Uh, that's not that bad. So now with this newfound knowledge, uh, wait, actually, let me quickly wrap up here. Let me give you guys the list so you guys could be cognitively aware of what to look at You know, when you get out of your car in a safe environment, when your car is off. Uh, you want to be looking at Nike, Lulu, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ross, Chipotle, and Starbucks. So again, that wraps up a 35-page study. I beg you guys to go out there and just read it yourself. Maybe you guys could download it and drink it with your coffee and eat it with your <laughs> eat it, read it with your avocado toast. Um, represent the millennial generation. Yeet. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. All right. That wraps it up for my sixth podcast uh, on the she economy. Remember to visit thetagain.com, make a profile, engage with the new feature that will be coming out next week. Um, and visit my Patreon at patreon.com slash thetagang, as well as follow me on Twitter at realthetagang. You can tweet at me questions, and you can even send me questions through email. Maybe I'll make an episode about it. Maybe I'll give you a shout-out. Um, but other than that, I'm also looking for writers to write articles on opinions, how-tos, and guides. I'll be writing some too, 
but if you guys want to go ahead and contribute and help there I'll give you guys a flair and I'll even buy you a pizza I'll deliver it to your door fam it doesn't get any more real than that I'll even write a special note or at least have the guy draw some sort of like dinosaur on the box but uh, uh, and then on top of that also looking for someone to uh, help with UX or logos um, and if someone can also make some music for the podcast so it's not just some lonely boy talking to himself on the mic rather it's just a lonely boy talking to himself uh, with the mic with the music that'd be greatly appreciated again that also comes with a free pizza delivered to your door if I use it and a flare thank you guys so much for all you guys support Theta Gang is growing so fast we are approaching 300 users it's mind-blowingly awesome thank you so much have a great Monday good luck this week don't go all in Peace.